Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Hi, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, brought to you by Omaha. Omaha Audio, Cousin Sal, coming to you on a Tuesday morning, spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Salmon producing this disaster of a show, and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Martin Weiss, I might mention, just back from Las Vegas. How did you do? Up, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, it'd be a serious thumbs down, but like Julius Caesar and Gladiator thumbs down, like that type of thumbs down. Oh, no. It was honestly, Sal, you, you you're giving me that money to bet on the way out of the door from extra points yeah. on Thursday was such a harbinger of the weekend to come for your boy <laughs> that it was just, it was, it was not, not positive on the gambling front for me. Wait a minute. Either you or no, I don't understand what harbinger means here because I did give you money to bet as you came, went left Thursday, right? You jumped on your electric bike. You're going to drive to Pahrump and stop in Vegas on the way there. Now, but I also said, take 20 of this uh, $20 here and put mm-hmm. it on number 23, the first roulette table you walked by. 23 was my football number in high school. I made it famous way before Michael Jordan did. Um, I don't know that many people know that, but that is uh, that is the true story. Did you, in fact, check, I'm going to ask, did Martin actually put because there's no way for me to check on this did he take my twenty dollars and put it on 23 or is that lunch money boy that is a fascinating question to ask and one that we'll never actually know the answer to unless we get him hooked up to a lie detector test it's funny Mm -hmm. because i've just been talking with my kids about like the idea of morality and like would Mm -hmm. you rob a bank if you knew that there was no chance you could get caught would you take that money and it's interesting the answer same thing I'm going to go with yes, because okay. I, because I'm, I, I am a he, in the heads tails thing. I want the right side to come up heads. I'm going to ride with Martin Weiss's decency and All assume right. he did place the bet. Now, listen, before you respond, Martin, the only way we really check is right. The only way we'll really know is if you flash $700 right now and say, cousin Sal, you were a big winner, 35 to one, whatever it is. Did you in fact place the bet? I did place the bet. And as Dave was going through his run, I Googled Harbinger to get the definition. And that bet was definitely fits the second one that I hear by Miriam Webster, which is something that foreshadows a future event. Because I lost that bet, Sal. I lost that bet before I even checked into my hotel room. I lost that bet. And you know Uh, what I did until Monday? I lost consistently. I lost uh, on the 49ers. I lost on the Bengals. I lost the roulette. I, well, I don't I even know what else I could lose it, but I'm probably All lost right. in that too. Let me ask you this. What number came up if it wasn't 23? Seven. Ah, That's pretty good. That's that pretty good. Pretty, that was well pretty good. I don't well, have well, to guess because I remember. I think, it, I, I think he answered quickly <laughs> enough, Shaq. And I shame right on me. Lucky seven wins, and I'm not even there for it. All right. So, or is uh, he, or is he an expert level liar who just knew? <laughs> say something quick, because that's the thing. If you pause, he knows he's got. But right, you know, it's funny you say, uh, or or Martin just said, like your boy had a bad weekend. Correction, Martin. I, you might be among his boys, but his number one is Tony Romo, and the big, 
the big takeaway from this weekend with the refereeing and the two number one seeds and now a juicy QB matchup in Super Bowl 57, it feels like rising at least near the top of the pile is that America now is down on Tony Romo. What gives here? I, I, I what did he it. do wrong? I think Martin week? started it. Martin started it last week and it uh, because he didn't like the fact that he uh, showed affection to Josh Allen. Tony Romo did last week or whatever it was. But and then it spiraled. Yeah, I don't understand. I actually thought he had one of his better games. I love the Drexler comparison. I took the sports yes. guy to task with that. I said the only reason he doesn't like it is because he didn't think about it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> people are mad because they don't think Drexler um uh stacks up to Joe Burrows like well this this was a dream teamer what would you know this is that that's a fine enough comparison in a uh, NBA final that was like minus 180 or minus 200 people thought Drexler and the Blazers were on the Bulls heels for sure but you're right I think Roma did well there was all some some other nonsense yesterday uh with a uh, pointed Tony Romo's direction that I'm not even going to get into but oh my god that is so that is so listen. outrageous that you can't give it life because it's insane and Correct. it's embarrassing yeah. and and water finds its level, and the two guys who do that show together deserve each other. Same All thing. Right. I mean, two two kooks. But I'll say this. Yeah. Um, also. What Romo proved is, for once and for all, a high end QB who's been in some some big time ball games pointed out what should be true to everybody, aside from from the uh, snarky and arrogant sports media members who insist that wins in the postseason don't really matter that much for a QB's legacy. Of course, QB wins matter. They care. The players care. Everybody should care. Th these are the moments that we live for as fans. I don't know what we even talk about there. The only thing I disagree with Romo on is the idea because he he's he's trying to be empathetic and saying like nothing to hang your head about there Bengals this rivalry is going to go on and on and these two are going to see each other time and again going forward here we don't know that that's why these games matter so much we have no idea yeah. what the future holds we know that Mahomes now five straight title games his third Super Bowl at this age it's quite a thing and I'm with you would be upside and, down if it were Burrow there and I think uh well I you know I my thing with Q, QB wins and I've listened to you explain it a few times is um. I don't understand. I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand who's giving you pushback. Why do you even have to spell this out for people? What is this really a big thing where people like, oh, yes. the better quarterbacks aren't the ones who do well? Like, I, I, I people say, way smarter than I am, like Mina Kimes and Aaron Nagler and so on and so forth. Like, uh, Matt Verderam, we just had on the show too, is was advocating against. No, he was, and I listened to him. He's like, "Yeah, oh, you're oh, right no. for the most part." He said, "You're right for the most right. part. The better you're quarterbacks right. do better. They have the most hardware. That's how it is." I don't say I don't think it's the be all end all. I think as close as that Cincinnati Kansas City, I think you're doing a disservice to yourself as a fan if you say like, oh, "I'm not even going to watch the games. I'm just going to add up the trophies at the end." What? What's no? You, you sure. have to look. You you could you could maybe make a case that Burrow was saddled with one of the worst offensive lines in, in all of football for the first four years. That's maybe why he only won three out of four against Mahomes. So I don't know. It's It, it goes a little back and forth, but I'll give you that. Ty goes to the more prestigious uh, Super Bowl winner, I would say. Martin, do you have thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just glad now that it's it's evident, right? Mahomes is the best quarterback in football because I've been, I've been pounding – the, I've been pounding the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow bandwagon since last season. But at no point did I ever think that he was better than Patrick Mahomes. Now, if he had won this game, we want to start having a discussion. We could talk about it. 
But Patrick Mahomes still would have been the better quarterback, right? Wins, losses be damned. I'm watching the games, right? So I think, honestly, the whole part of the QB wins thing is when somebody sits up and tries to tell you, oh, you know, Kirk Cousins has had, what, uh, 22 wins in his last two seasons. Like, that guy's a winner. And it's like, well, sure. If that's how you want to quantify him, you got it. But uh, ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to. I don't think that anybody is is clamoring over quarterback wins. Coming through in the big spots, which are January and now first Sunday in February. That's what I'm talking about. I don't care what Kirk Cousins does in October. I care about what Joe Burrow does matched up against the other high-end quarterbacks when the games matter for your legacy. And Burrow, if he had won that, we would be talking about like, Maybe he's not as physically talented, but man, that guy just wins. He beats Josh Allen. He beats Mahomes. That would be the rhetoric right now. Anyway, proceed. Let's talk about Super Bowl. Well, that's it. So Super Bowl 57. So uh, according to Caesars, Philly, one and a half point favorite. Went down from two. Some Chiefs money coming in. The the over-under hovering around 50. It's 49 and a half. This is the last day of January, Shaq. We are now 13 days away from what I... I'm labeling the worst day of the year, and that is the day after the Super Bowl, which is the day which is furthest away from NFL action than will be all year. And I can't help but to get depressed over this. Um, And then we'll go into whether or not these two teams deserve to be there. But how are you coping with the fact that we're very close to the end? Well, what I've had to do is someone whose favorite football team is on the outside looking into the entire tournament. I've turned that page, um, you know, spiritually and emotionally already. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking ahead. I'm one of these have nots who's now trying to look at what the teams that have done well this January did and how my team can adopt it. And more importantly, how I can be a part of implementing that plan. <laughs> this is going to get you through the team. next five months, six months, seven months. All it, right. it, it has to. What what am I going to do? Watch the Penguins who may not even make the playoffs now? That bet's starting to look good. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, it's very sad. And I always mm-hmm. think about how special Super Sunday is. And I know we get cynical about it, too, that it's a big corporate event and all that kind of stuff. And by the way, I have to say again, please, if you watch Travis Kelsey on the podium and it tickled you or annoyed you, and mm. if you watch the celebration in Philadelphia – I hope that this ends any talk about neutral site championship games. But okay, now the Super Bowl will it, it always be. It should never have even started. It should it's, never it even makes me crazy. But okay, it's stupid. Um, the Super Bowl is here, and I remember always what marks it for for true football fans is once cousin Sal. Right after I met him, he invited me to a Super Bowl party, and there were what? like fifty people there, and he wore a tuxedo to it. That oh, that's yeah. when I knew it meant something to you, and it was the Giants <laughs> and Ravens too. Didn't even that's a good- right. It was at Corolla's party house. Jimmy and I bought the food. We put it together. I wore a tuxedo and everyone thanked Adam on the way out. Adam maybe (laughs) showed up in the second quarter. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Uh, we'll get to uh, the officiating and I guess we'll start with Kansas City, Cincinnati. But uh, 52 million people tuned into that game, by the way. And I want to get to the officiating because it was amongst the worst I've ever seen. Like that was a clueless crew. If you had told me now, um, only except that I've seen these guys before, but if you had told me that that was the first time they ever stepped on the field together, I would have believed it. I really do. But ultimately, Martin, I feel bad for the Eagles and the Chiefs because Purdy and the refs dominate these postgame discussions and not the fact that the Eagles and the Chiefs deserves to be in the Super Bowl and specifically that Mahomes heroic by sports measures contribution really should be what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's 
honestly, the Osai one, really, uh, the last one, obviously, the one that mm. moved them in a field goal position, that was obviously the most of the worst of the uh, of the penalties, but like obviously a, an obvious call. Mm-hmm. They were just such a part of the story, especially in the AFC game, that it was just like, man, because I, I mean, as somebody who was big on the Bengals, and it wasn't the cumulative effect of any particularly bad call. Like the worst call still is Bill Benevitz not calling uh, the pass interference uh, with the Saints and the Rams. But this situation, like, even though most of the bad calls, Kansas City went three and out afterwards, I think it's just a cumulative effect of, like, bro, what are you doing as a referee that really— They lost uh, control. They they were clueless, yes. And I, I guess it was cold and you couldn't hear, which didn't help, right? There were times, I know what you're talking about, the play with the third down, that they, they counted it at not play. I do want to take— check the task uh, a little bit here because you did say the push out of bounds, which wasn't obvious. Uh, and it's sad for the guy. Um, you have to make that call check check. You you're out of the conversation. If you start saying, uh, don't call it, let the, let the game play on and stuff like that, because you need consistency. If there's one thing we need is consistency. So yeah. you can't say, no, that's okay. Just let it play on. He's got two steps in uh, two feet in the white. And then uh, Asai get takes three steps and, and shoves him. Now, a little bit of an acting job by Mahomes, but you have to, you must call that. I completely get it. But it's funny that you say consistency because that is my issue with it. If you look at the play, Osai on Mahomes, Mahomes two feet out of bounds, Osai extends his arms, that's a penalty in a vacuum as people keep saying and, and playing with funny math, like a million times out of a millions, 1 billion percent must be called. But either way, yeah. I get it. I don't know you if you're in, that. impersonating me, but I'm, I'm 100% right. Oh, is that what you yeah. said? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I get, yeah, I'm saying. Completely yeah, get it. Completely get it. But in the exact same football quarter, I mean. I don't think Joe it was Mix- the same. I know you're going to bring this up. It was a Joe Mixon. Bit- Joe Mixon had two feet out of bounds and the, and the defender. He's facing the field. Good. He's facing the field. I get it. It was a, it was a lot closer than it was. We could do this all day. I mean, people were picking up holding calls that weren't weren't picked up in the game. And listen, now there's talk that uh, you know Burrow shouldn't have been called for the grounding because if that ball passed the line of scrimmage, Yo, which it that did, drove me. I in the moment, I, yeah. I was that was it was the grounding and the thirty nine replay. Right. And that, the I mean, that's the grounding. Were the two calls yeah. that I hopped up off the couch? I'm losing my mind because I'm looking at the running back three yards away from where the ball landed. Like that's a pass attempt. I'm sorry. Like he's throwing the ball to a receiver. But mm-hmm. honestly, though, my takeaway for after Championship Sunday, after getting my up like that, you know, because everybody's sitting up blaming the refs. People are sending me pictures of this, of this, and that's not a hold. It's a rip move, or it's not a. It, what's a rip mm-hmm. move? It's a hold. All of this. Right. I realized. This is on me. It's my fault. And it's all of our faults. Because you know what we did during handicapping all of these games? Not once did we mention the officials. You know what we do after almost every primetime game? We mention the officials. Why don't we build in who's officiating the game into handicapping these games? Because if you had looked at it. The Shepherds crew was 9-0 with the Bills when they played the Bengals. So that that didn't work. It it didn't matter. At least it didn't figure into the final score. Well, I mean, not every trend is going to cash, you know what I'm like? But it's for me, at least, it was like, all right, well, if I had known that uh, uh, John Hussey was 6-0 while the Eagles were calling him, maybe I would have hedged my 49ers future. 
But anyway, by the way, I, Sal, yeah. as far as consistency goes, the the consistent mm-hmm. theme was, and I think that we start seeing ghosts or whatever the fan watching referees in action equivalent of seeing ghosts is. I feel like we're watching it, and then we started to associate. We, we started to blame them for everything, and you know, yes. the Mahomes push out of bounds. It's like that's crazy. They screwed it up again. And well, yeah. I think that's human instinct. It's like, but we've seen a pattern of behavior and, you know, the craziest call, the three worst calls I've ever seen in a pro football, mm-hmm. pro football, Bert Emanuel in what was that? The 99 NFC title game, the catch that changed. Tampa, uh, yeah. What is a catch thing? The Tampa thing against the Rams, the Troy Palomalu interception overturned in Indianapolis in the divisional round in aught five, <laughs> January, uh, January out six. All and the calls one, against the Seahawks versus and number, the Steelers. And then, yeah. and then number one, is the aforementioned Rams and Saints game in the Superdome, whatever that was, three, four years ago. But no I've call. never yeah. seen anything as weird. Uh, right, no call. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything as weird as a do-over. In the fourth right. quarter of a title game, that this that this septuagenarian guy is, well, I, I, I blew the whistle. Yeah, no one heard it, including the lead official, including Patrick Mahomes and the other 10 guys on the Chiefs who were facing you. It didn't impact the play at all, that they gave a redo. And then mm-hmm. the thing that is is gross to me from the outside looking in is, and by the way, I have no spiritual reason to be supporting the Bengals. I'm just watching the game. I mean, I have nothing. I well, I'm the other way. I have more I money on that Bengals than you can imagine. And I, and I have a gigantic gambling ego, and I did not want to go 0-2. And, and it would be easy for me to blame the refs. And they were awful, believe me. But And if you're talking about like, uh, well, you know, it had no impact on the play. That play, that call had no impact on the game because they punted. Maybe they'll okay. be a little more time. But so I'm saying, but this is where the conversation comes from of like doubting yeah. everything because they they clearly are incompetent. And so yeah, how sure. would we possibly trust that that the yeah. uh intentional grounding what I mean, and then it is weird that in the booth to some degree, like Sterator, we go off of him. And my what one of my favorite recurring things is that the networks, you know, thought like this will placate the masses when we have a TV ref explaining what yeah, his worse. colleagues are thinking down it's there. Worse. And instead it's been the exact opposite was like, yeah, I didn't really see PI no. there. I don't, I don't yeah, think I would have yeah. called that. So now we're, so now we're infuriated times a hundred because of the, you, you know what the equivalent is? It's like getting pulled over, uh, you know, by a cop and the cop said, Hey, you were doing 80 in a 65. And I said, no, I wasn't. I was doing 67. And the uh, cops, you know, the, uh, you know, the cop buddy there is right beside him. He's like, yeah, he's right. He was doing 67. And he's like, oh, I'm still going to give you a ticket. Well, you got the ticket now. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. So your point. Crazy. The whole premise of those progressive commercials is throwing the red flag in real life situations. It's absolute abject absurdity that these people are like. But this is the second playoff game to me that the refs really may not have had the biggest impact on the outcome. But you could not ignore the fact that they were there. Like like last year when Dallas played San Francisco, I understand mm. that Dallas was running out of time towards the end of the game. But ultimately, that spotting of the ball mess was a whole mm. was a bit much to like. And I get that. Like, but where's the ref running from? Like, why does this even have to be like this? Why is this the way that it is? How is it that the guy stopping the play is running in from thirty yards back? I mean. 
Okay, uh, but uh, but I, I want to give. I, I like perspective, right? My, I, I really do. I'm a I'm a huge fan of perspective, and a lot of this is my fault that we're now gone on about the rest for 20 minutes and what's going to be a 55 minute hour long podcast. But I do still think we should talk about Mahomes more than anything. And honestly, I don't think the better team was knocked out because of the refs. Bottom line, Joe Burrow had the ball tied twice in the fourth quarter. He had he had two minutes, the better part of two minutes, and timeouts to get a field goal, and he didn't get it done. And they got off to a slow start, and Mahomes was way better than any of us thought, right? He just was. It's like, oh, my God, he's making these throws. He's firing it in uh, between defenders. He's not moving. He's not scrambling. But just about where he's going to at the line of scrimmage, he finds someone at the last minute. I, I still think it was a, a spectacular Mahomes um, uh, uh, accomplishment, and we're not talking about that. And that's why I want to – I think we should just give it perspective because I also don't think – and I want to bring Eddie Spaghetti in here. I also don't think we could realistically fix the officiating. And, Shaq, this is where you're going to disagree with me. You think we deserve perfection here. But I honestly think you're just going to grow up an angry fan if you think we're going to fix this. The only way we could fix it – I don't even think this works is if you have world-class, you know, sprinters, Olympic sprinters, right. Uh, putting on officiating suits. And also they have the eyesight of like fighter pilots. Um, and even then you're not going to be able to tell if the tip of a ball hit the ground. So spaghetti, when I go after you on Twitter or whatever, I honestly, I just think it should be perspective. I know you wanted to do a lap for, you know, acknowledging that they're officiating sucks. Yeah. It sucked forever. Like, I don't, it's like, to me, it's like arguing about paying taxes. Like, yeah. I hate it too, but let's let's look at the game itself. Are these really not the two best teams? We're not looking at the Bears and the Texans in the Super Bowl, are we? Because of the officials? Yeah, I just don't I don't agree with that stance. I think that 10, <laughs> 10 15 years ago, we were never talking consistently about the referees. Um, well, I think I, Twitter has blown everything. And I, I, I sounds yeah. right about that. That's sure. Yeah. But also look how many of the, the, like the call, like the, the hit on Mahomes, like at the Osai hit going out of bounds. And, and I agree with Dave when that, like Dave tweeted, like the mix and hit like that, that's something that wouldn't have been called uh, 10, 15 years ago. There was like, I understand it's because of player safety, uh, like the late hits on the quarterbacks, like the Dexter Lawrence play versus Kirk Cousins in the first and the wild card round, like that, those kind of calls were never going to be called years ago. And again, it's, it is because of our player safety. It is because of the social media, like, you know, the people are complaining more, but I think unfortunately, like they're, the refs are going to be retrained to kind of skew back to calling stuff similar to what it was, you know, a decade or two ago. And I think that's while still keeping in mind player safety concussions and all that. And I just, I do think it's possible. I do think the expedited call, like the, 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 the booth reviews are definitely are possible. And I think that number one, keep the crews the same. These also crews don't mix and match, keep the, the officials the same and make them full time. I think that will actually go a long way. Well, that, uh, okay. I, I agree with that to a point, but I also don't think they're going to make these. I don't think anyone could be truly great at this. I really don't. And I, maybe I'm, giving everybody an out and you're right uh all right the mix and play just i think all we could ask for is consistency right That's but right. the rules are so the rules are so the game is so damn fast the rules are so vague i don't think you all right take for instance the devonta smith catch right we'll get to the eagles in a second okay how do you fix that check if you want to replay everything how do you fix that this is something where everybody was like oh my god great catch Best catch of the year. We see it in slow motion twice, you right? You guys live that was – hand up what? live was saying that was not – I said he did not catch that ball. Really? You're in the minority, uh, off, though. 
You're, I said off, the, off the line. Before he even got up, I was like, he did not catch that ball. Okay. You, a few others. Not to, not to I, I, but I have to think most of the country, I know me for sure. I know Kevin Hench, who goes nuts on the officials. Did definitely was just going marveling about what a great catch that is. The slow motion replay on my 75 inch TV certainly showed that it was a catch. And we didn't see a, a definitive replay saying it wasn't until after they ran a play and it was a touchdown. How do you fix that? There's no way to fix that. You can't. I do think it's funny that really the game, the, the play that you could make a case most impacted title game weekend was the Devontae Smith catch or non-catch there. I mean, that's a very particular one. I hear your noise. You're absolutely right. How do you fix that? I think the solution is, and I, 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 I marvel at the fans who have Stockholm syndrome, who feel obliged to defend the refs on like the Mahomes hit out of bounds. Like, I mean, people on social media, really grown up people are, are, are taking 11 seconds out of their lives to type at me. Like, well, it's a point of emphasis this year. So they have to look out for it. Like point of emphasis. We're in the last 30 seconds of the of the AMC title game. Now, the see, now you're getting crazy. Super now you don't belong the hell in the doing? conversation. If you're saying that's not a penalty, you don't belong. If you want to say it's inconsistent with something else, then that's it. You can't say because there's a minute left. All right, all bets are off, guys. Hey, pull out your pocket knives, too. You can't do I can't it. Stand it. NHL, NHL and NBA do it. NHL and NBA do it. I mean, are right, they and the NBA is wrong for that, too. The last yeah, and that's the other thing. Completely invalidates the first 46 yeah. minutes. The referee so sucks go. in every sport. Like, every single sport, this is a problem. Are you kidding me? Every pitch is an inch off. Like, I'm not defending the NFL refs. They could be better. They have to be more consistent, and they have to, they have to communicate with upstairs or New York better. They must get that. Better, that's the uh, that that's right. the answer. It's yes. the, the idea, the canard that has been sold to us. First of all, it's all based around for the NFL around on field control. They're obsessed with yeah. on field control. I don't. I mean, I understand the explanations, but I would prefer that you go to the nerve center. In fact, you don't go to the nerve center. The nerve center comes to you, as in the lead official in his ear, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, Carl, that wasn't really a catch there. You should overturn that." I agree. One. That just took Get- three seconds to do. There's no reason anybody in the world would know what the discussion is, except and for that Devonte Smith situation. I get where the Eagles rush to the line of scrimmage and snap it. I think that's just forget it. If you want them to get that right, right you're, you're just going to be a very well unhappy a human fan being. I will say to just push back on that one in particular is. You could, I mean, a little humanity would go a long way here. Like a, a, a little empathy, like, well, obviously that guy knows he didn't catch the ball based on the way he's behaving himself. Like if you could use some, some logic that well, would, that would clarify. Well, a now lot we have to get in everybody's head and we're, we're going to look into the psychology of everything. Yeah. Now I, I just, I'll say something nice that. about Mahomes. On that last, the last, in the fourth <laughs> quarter, Marcus Kemp was out there running routes. Yeah. I didn't know who Marcus Kemp was. So the I looked at receiver. Yeah. Marcus Kemp has six times as many tackles as he does receptions prior right. uh, going into the AFC championship game. What Patrick Mahomes did on a bum ankle, no matter who was calling the game or who was playing defense for that for that matter, was yeah. nothing short of spectacular and one of the best things that I watched in a football game. And there I just wish go. that like it would have been That's nice if the refs hadn't have been that much impact. But they I mean the refs were an impact, but ultimately at the end of the day, like they were the refs weren't over there holding Mahomes up and helping him throw the ball. That's all. That's all I'm saying. There you go. I'm, I, I, you know I'm with you on that one, fellas. And you I was 0-2. I, 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 I hated game. it. 
Yeah. I live for these these moments and what the whole season is for. They, I, I take, of course, I build them up. I don't try to knock them down. Like, ah, it's only 60 minutes. It really doesn't define anything. Oh, yes, right. it does. It will define it for generations who wins this game. I, I get the I just hate that it takes away from it that the that these that these old guys in hats r- yeah. running around and and that that the chip on the shoulder arrogance after you redo the one play, the third nine to then call holding on Eli Apple. That's where it's like, I mean, again, I'm talking about empathy. Like, do you not have enough sense to know that the whole world is screaming I'm with right you. now? What the I, hell I, are you doing? Now you're going to attack that one on, on top of it. A makeup call. Other right. leagues can make up Dave, call. Enough. Football. I get it. Football. We I only have right. one more game That's left it. to talk about. Right. No more rest. You're right. Well, MVS. Yes. How about, about this? MVS. What a performance. That was the Gabe Davis level performance in that, the same that, stadium. No, really great. Year. That was Huge. something. Really great. And, and they shut down Kelsey in the second half. And I think, Mark, you, you pointed out, but that was Kemp's fifth catch. He had four before that, right? He had four going there. in and had 24 tackles because he played special teams. Yeah. He plays practice squad because he doesn't yeah, play three rookies in the secondary. You know, it just uh, it, it was it was actually a pretty remarkable game for the Mahomes. Like, you know, the extra point staff, 11 out of 12 of us picked against the team that went to the AFC championship for a fifth straight time and was basically a pick them uh, with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. That shows you where everyone's head was. And so. There you go. Uh, Sheck, Did you maybe see, Sal, those- that Patrick Mahomes is uh, Patrick Mahomes trainer tweeted that out. So perhaps yeah. we were the last people to we were uh, the last ones. Yeah, and the I, last you know, ones I don't know what that says about the, the, the injury because we we are now we're accustomed to high ankle sprains resulting in crutches and players not being able to walk for three weeks. And so, and by the way, all these guys have gone, undergone four to five hours a day worth of treatment. Maybe we find out whatever drug they shot into them uh, is a uh, beyond illegal cartel level crap. But um, <laughs> either way. Borrow Mahomes check, whether Romo's right or not. Is it now the best NFL out of division rivalry? Ooh. Um, I know I hit I, you. I, I, surprise. I, I, yeah, that, that was a surprise question Sorry. for me. Well, yeah, it's better I, than I, You know what I like? I like the AFC as a collective of these high-end QBs battling you it out Allen for the next in there. Okay. I like yeah. Allen, and I do – I know I'm a dummy, but – I do think mm-hmm. Herbert is a part of that conversation and perhaps Trevor Lawrence is. And of course, Kenny Pickett is in it. So yes. And we'll, we'll see where Lamar Jackson lands. I think so I, the I, answer I have to question look at is Yes. Because these are the two guys that keep bumping each other out of the playoffs. When well, there's, if, they, if, he's, if there's, well, well, Josh Allen gets beat by both of these guys before they get to this round. Well, that's so what he's I'm saying. Rather than decide who's better, Burrow Mahomes, we could, we could probably say with, certainty that this is the best rivalry outside of a division i think absolutely right now yeah joe like if joe continues to win at this level of consistency then absolutely check i think you said 49ers cowboys i was just Um, gonna say to me to me in this millennium i think that we've now gotten several generations uh iterations of this rivalry i think that mm-hmm. will carry the day this is a one-off chiefs versus bungles yeah I, I mean i'll ride with cowboys and niners going forward okay uh it's still let's my take favorite. a quick break and there's a whole nfc side we didn't talk about when we return have you been betting with the caesar sportsbook and casino app if so keep it up because every bet earns with caesar's rewards that means win or lose you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets free stays bonuses and more And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, 
you'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call one 800 bets off Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so the Eagles dispose of the uh, Niners 31-7. Another one I was wrong about. By the way, I, I like this one even better. I did not like it when Josh Johnson came. Actually, I did. I tweeted that I liked it. I was like, you know what? When it's 7-7, I like the way this defense is playing. And I still think the Niners' defense was the best unit out of all four teams uh, had to offer. But um, they also fell apart. Lots of lots of penalties down the stretch. They gave them seven instead of what could have been three right before the half. Uh, obviously the roughing the punter um, and then, you know, not that this was a defense's fault, but the Devonta Smith, if they, if that's called correctly, or if they were able to review it or whatever, then they have the ball and it's not seven, nothing. But um, I think again, another one, this becomes about Brock Purdy and his arm and the injury, but the Eagles pretty dominant and nine and one against teams with a running record. And I hate them. I absolutely hate them. And I'm rooting against them in the Super Bowl. but Martin, they deserve to be in the title game. Yeah, and uh, I was with you, Sal. When I saw Josh Johnson come out, and I was like, wait a minute. This can't be that bad. And then mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell was I thinking? And it must have been thinking the same thing as Kyle Shanahan, because what are you doing at the end of the half? Like, why do you right. even give Josh Johnson the opportunity to fumble? Just take a knee, bro. You need to go into the half, like, or just run the ball. Like, what are you, where are you throwing it to? But, yeah, yeah. so – 
it was a fun ride with the 49ers for uh for a while with Brock the Rock, but you know, ultimately, I'm not sure about when that 49ers offense and 49ers offensive line, and we look at it, you know, Trent Williams all pro, obviously, but every time they drop pack to pass against the Cowboys, Micah Parsons was in his lap, or or one of the other defensive ends was in his lap. Here, you're looking at I mean, you lose two quarterbacks. I mean, Hassan Reddick knocked out Purdy, and then you lose Johnson again uh, to a concussion. I mean, but it wasn't like he just walked out there and got concussed. Like, he got concussed because he was getting hit, you know? And so it's just it's interesting to think about this 49ers team. If they don't have a lead or if they're not able to run the ball effectively, because I always thought it was just like he was just against Garoppolo. Maybe this this offensive line is not what we thought it was supposed to be. Or maybe in terms of I don't know dropping I, back and passing because you know Shanahan the- Shanahan really could have uh, it was too tall a task, right? With Josh Johnson in there, Shaq. But I thought they'd run some gadget plays. I thought McCaffrey would throw a pass. I mean, fourth and three running Debo right into the line wasn't going to work. Um, I don't know for such an imaginative play caller. I thought. As someone who had plus 14 and a half on a monster teaser, uh, I was hoping for a little bit more, but it was an uphill battle no matter what. Uh, what do you think of the three quarterback rule? I was thinking, oh, my God, this is terrible to in a league where they're all about the quarterback safety and all about how the look of a game goes. You need to carry three quarterbacks. They should force you to. And then I'm thinking Josh Johnson didn't take any snaps in the regular season in the, you know, for the week leading up. What what was the next quarterback going to look like? Does it even matter? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the the bottom line is uh, the takeaway from that game is there. There's nothing to take away from it. I mean, what, once right. uh, Purdy goes out and you're throwing Josh Johnson off the street into the game, and it's too bad Jimmy G wasn't ready because that's a fun alternate reality is to consider what if he could have come in in that spot, how how that might have turned things. And I really think there was a window there, even with Josh Johnson. And to Martin's point, clearly, there are two pretty clear-cut ways in broad strokes to skin the cat and win games in, in the NFL now, which is superhuman super human QB, or you just are going to have to grind it out on the ground and really pound teams, which is what the Niners have to do and what a lot of teams, are, I think, are going to try to do in this offseason is build up and copy that Eagles model at the line of scrimmage. That's uh, the best unit in these playoffs is that Eagles offense. And it's because it's because of that. It's because of that offensive line. They can just beat the hell out of you. They, they really did more or less handle a really good night. I hear what you're saying though, because of the Niners, I I tweeted it with maybe three, four minutes left. If this game goes to the half tied, boy, those stands are going to be awfully unsatisfied. And that permeates its way down to both sidelines. Like, what the hell is this a ball game for? Josh oh, even 10-7. Even 10-7 yeah, right. with the Niners yeah, getting the ball would, would have been yep. miraculous. Niners got the ball to start the half, too. You, They were in, not want to say in business, but you're in about as best business as you can be with Josh Johnson as your quarterback. And, well, and, and when Josh Johnson's doing it, imagine that. E- I mean, just Philadelphia. I mean, b- the reputation of the fans precedes them. But imagine, especially mm. there, in that spot, like, Josh Johnson's in the game. You better win this one, Sirianni. How how all the good vibes would turn negative when the clock's ticking down. Like, there are only 17 minutes left in our season. If Jalen Hurts doesn't do something, do something, man. That right. gets real bad. But, you know, what? once it got away, you know, especially with Josh Johnson, once they get up a couple of scores, you're like, all right, let's 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 move on to the Super Bowl now. Martin, I was, uh, you talk about a bed ache. This is pretty bad. I don't know if you heard me talk about it on Against All Odds yesterday. 
I had um, I had Kelsey five or more receptions. He had seven. This is a parlay. He had seven. I had the combination of Kelsey, Higgins, uh, Pacheco, and Boyd to have two or more touchdowns. Uh, that was also on the parlay. Kelsey and Higgins scored. That's a winner. Mm-hmm. Both teams, all four teams actually playing to score 10 points. The Eagles, Ooh. the 49s have seven with 837 left in the second quarter and can't scratch out three and never get to the other side of the field the rest of the way. How does that? Now, what? That's, that is a, I mean, that's a tough one. That is the yeah. tough, you know, for whatever reason I was looking at, I mean, not for every reason I was, I was looking for something else to bet on. I saw the field goal prop was a two and a half. And I was like, should I take this? And I was thinking the whole time, uh, wow, the 49ers have not even moved since the second bad. half started. I'm so right. glad I didn't take that. I'm sorry for you. So that's got, that's brutal. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, no, you like couldn't even get like a, a fumble. And plus, and the other thing too, Philly was really like close. running offense yeah. the other side. Like you couldn't get a pick six. Right. Nothing. It wasn't like they were just running the ball. Uh, yeah. just, you know, Philly was yeah, throwing it so in the second bad. half a little bit. So bad I, for me. Right I have there. a fun question for you and because everybody said like, oh, they and obviously I, I, I do think that the league will address that because that was a real bad look that Josh Johnson and then Christian McCaffrey, all that crap with uh, who's going to be the emergency QB, yeah. that they'll have a third one available. Here's a fun question. If you're the Niners and you could have any of your QBs right now in the state that they are in in January 2023 and you could take them off the shelf and put them into the game, would it be – you know Jimmy G's hobbled. Josh mm-hmm. Johnson is, isn't is good enough to really do it. Would you take Steve Young, Elvis Gerbach? <laughs> who are you putting into the game? You're number one. Who's, who, who, Ka- Colin Kaepernick? If you could Everybody's, put Colin oh, right off the street. Anyone, like, get in there, man. Played. I'm about to say, Colin Kaepernick got some uh, rushing to uh, playoff records that are insane. He's, well, he would be the answer, right? He'd be good if well, you could drop him on. in. There's not a backup from like two years ago who's actually like suited up and is so somewhat used to the speed of the league. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I can't. I can't. Th- well, this, I mean, this is any former 49ers quarterback. Not in their prime. I mean, like, you know, uh, what, right what's now. Joe Montana, 65 or whatever he is? Like, you wouldn't put him in. He probably wouldn't make. Although he's I a winner. You. See, he's a QB <laughs> wins matter and he would do it. But yeah, I'm no, I think, yeah, figure Captain. out. Who, who the, uh, yeah, there must've been some backup. Who's the backup? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. I think like a CJ Beathard type who's actually like, I don't know, throwing a ball in the last few years. Maybe Brian Hoyer. I'm going Kaepernick. I think I'm going Cap. All right. Okay. Uh, it's an important thing to figure out. Yeah. Cause we, cause what do you do? What do you do going forward? If you have to put odds on it, is it Purdy against Lance? Is it, uh, like Peter King says, one's one, a one's one B I know he's uh, on the shelf for six months, Purdy, but that gets him back. What July? Uh, and then they go into August, see who wins there. And Garoppolo's traded. What do you say? I think Purdy's still minus two twenty to take the first nap. Check. Uh, well, the, what I'm going to bet against is the Tom Brady buzz. I know he would love to oh, yeah. play with his, yeah. you know, play wear the uniform that his idol mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joe Montana wore and all of that. But also remember, three years ago, the all the buzz I was in on the Chargers for any number of reasons, making sense from a football perspective and his legacy and all of that. And somebody told me close to Brady, like, that's just not going to happen. He's not leaving the East Coast because of his kids. And that proved to be correct. So why is it different now? Um, I think he stays somewhere. Somebody said to me, Nashville, that's an interesting option. I'm thinking Miami. They can say whatever they want about. I've heard Carolina. We've now gotten to the point where um, I'm, I'm starting to talk to people who have listed 
a definite destination spot for Rodgers and Brady. And uh, it changes every three days. It really does. It's like, no, Brady's definitely going to the Raiders. No, he's going to the Dolphins. No, I said that. Oh, no, I meant I meant he's going to the Niners. Like, no, no. Try to keep track, everybody. Here's my, all right, I'll keep track right here. I'll create yeah. a, an audio record. I'm not saying you. Go ahead. Brady to the Dolphins. Derek Carr to the Panthers. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. And mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson to the Atlanta Falcons. One, two, three, four. Okay. There you have it. Maybe we do it like that. Martin will, uh, I'm not prepared for this yet, but it really is all speculation. I have no idea what Brady. No, 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 no. You don't know that. I know things. (laughs) This is my, this is my biggest issue with people. And I generally do not have any beef with unnamed sources because I understand the reason and why they exist, but (laughs) the protection of an unnamed source in this moment, like, Maybe you don't need to give it because maybe somebody's giving you wrong information or whatever, but like, or maybe you just don't need to, maybe you really need to have that source squared away because sources are going to say that Brady's mm. going to be attached to about seven teams between now and, and sure. then start of next season. And, mm. and I just, it just, uh, I, it just, it irks me because it feels like I could just say sources say Brady to Seattle. Of course. Why not? And then, you know, the rap reports of the world would be like, oh, no, nah, that's not true. But my sources says this and my sources says that. And I should throw in Pelissero and Schefter and uh, and uh, and and my sports update guy, just so no one thinks I'm singling anybody out. Yeah, the, the I hear he doesn't want to live on the East Coast thing. It's like, OK, but 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 what he hasn't said anything. So it's just it's all speculative. Anybody, anybody who needs a quarterback is uh is in the market right now by the way 47 million tuned in for uh eagles 49ers which in a way well first of all those are giant markets so it makes sense but that is spectacular in a three touchdown game with one team that doesn't have the chance of throwing the ball five yards past the line of scrimmage football's here people it's not going anywhere what sorry, everybody who said they were never going to watch it again? People like Eddie Spaghetti are out there threatening not to watch this Super Bowl because they don't Spaghetti. like the matchup. I listen, think I, to me, I, I get it, but I think I, I get where people, if you're, listen, if you're an NFC East lover, especially a, a Gents fan, you, I, you know, I gave me no pleasure to watch the Ravens playing in the Super Bowl. Um, I get that perspective, but I do see just people who don't have rooting interest reasons to not like this Super Bowl. Like, ah, this one doesn't do it for me. It's like, it's the two number one seeds. This is great. I I agree. I think all all the storylines are there. There could have been better ones. Spaghetti, can we stop arguing about the reps for a minute and just band together for our hatred of the Eagles? We're pulling for the Chiefs here. Why, why don't don't say you're boycotting? We have to root hard for the Chiefs. I'm not boycotting. Dave mistook what I said. I said no. That he I, said he was going to watch. Right. I I'm watching out of obligation. I don't. I think this is. Um, I think the Eagles are going to steamroll. It, it didn't didn't matter who. I saw enough of that AFC title game, and I'm like, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Eagles are going to steamroll both of them. The, the, how bad the, the Bengals offensive line is, and then the Chiefs uh, just with the lack of weapons and Mahomes trying to play hero ball. I just think the Eagles are the more complete team. They're going to roll, which is going to stuck you know, massively for, for me and you, Sal. And just like, yes. I, and, and I know I want to avoid the rest, but the main takeaway of the weekend is the refs tainted it. And I'm just kind of tired. Carl Sheffer is, is the official for the Super Bowl, And he's the league leading the last two years in penalties uh, given and per game. So it's just going to be brutal. And I don't need to see the Eagles have another, they'll, they'll put up a statue for Nick Sirianni. They'll fire him in two years and they'll get back to the Super Bowl in a couple years after that. I'm tired uh, of it. I, I hate it too. I don't know. I mean, the, the very, the one line, breakdown of this is yes the Eagles are more complete 
are you tired tired of betting against Mahomes and losing? So that that's that's what you have to choose right there. Uh, uh, the Empire State Building you have to choose. It lit up. What a talk about betrayals! What the Not hell great. was that? Green and white. Babyface Joel Solomon had a good line. He said, "Well, they had you know, how long are they going to wait around for the Jets to make it? So they had to use the they had paid a lot for the green and white, and uh, that was that. But um, yeah, that that makes me think we're in fantasy land right now. Shaq, Ty Huntley." Named to the All Pro team as an All. That's what made me think we were in fantasy land. Sal, <laughs> that right there. I mean, well, you know, what that. I happened? commented that Scott Rowland is laughing at this. Um, <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a Pro Bowl game, right? I'm sorry, with all due respect to the Mannings who are facilitating this, and it's going to be a fun weekend. It's just a skills competition. I don't even know if it's that anymore, but it's a skills competition, right? Don't call it a Pro Bowl weekend. I. Uh, I mean, what's what's to be said about this? It's it's it, it's a, an absurdity, and I think the I think the fact is my set my my guess would be I have no insight on this, but my guess would be that the league went out to other guys because there are guys who de- would de- would deserve it more than Ty Huntley. I, um, I've heard that that's the case at this point. Like they actually go out and say, "Hey, can you show up?" We actually right because it's a bad look. Like, hey, right, we're so, going to replace it with blank. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he also is refusing to show up. That's even worse. Yeah, like Mac Jones couldn't make it, and they need bodies for these events. So Ty Huntley's in there, but it, Martin bro. does this crush Lamar Jackson's choice of uh, of uh, or actually uh, choice uh, chances. Of you know, I think contract? I mean at the negotiating table now in Baltimore, <laughs> Lamar's going to have to say, you know, I mean, the, the, I mean, the Biscotti or Biscotti and uh, everybody else, Harbaugh will tell him, hey, yeah, backup made the Pro Bowl, baby. What right. you want me to do? Yeah, and we have then, a Pro Bowl you know, on our roster here uh, taking snaps. I don't know what you, you know expect what from else? us. You know what else? I just saw this come across about 15 minutes ago. Derek yeah. Carr has been named. I saw the 2023 that. Pro Bowl games. So after the brothers yeah. are joking, they're going to wear, he's going to have to wear the NFL logo <laughs> instead of, I don't know if they I mean, have a helmet for the skills thing, but yeah, he's not, he's not a, so I guess he's a Raider, but he's not going to put that thing on the side of his head at this point. That's, so that'll be but I, now, thing. now you got to imagine, you know, whoever, wherever he's going now, he's like, I got a Pro Bowl quarterback. Feel if good I'm, about it. if I'm Josh Johnson, I'm, I'm funny here. I, I step out and talk about how I was snubbed. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, why am I not in this game? This is ridiculous. <laughs> you see me. I played in a championship game at a high level and I do fumbled I, the ball when nobody those things. It. There are those there are those things in the contracts that if you make the Pro Bowl. So I wonder if anybody yes. does just fall into a half a million dollars as a result of this would be super funny. Yeah, um, on the, the contracts is one thing. Someone from the uh, Hall of Fame weighed in on this and I, I i believe you have to be a first team i think you have to be named to the first team and none of this subsequent nonsense matters to be oh, okay. truly considered i think but yes the contract the incentives and stuff like that i think it's still it's still in there if you have that pro bowl tag uh right beside your name it is interesting capacity. you talk about like the that Josh Allen, this is not a collision thing. I completely get it. As I've said for decades, it's ridiculous that you would have in a collision sport an all-star game where a guy can get hurt. Well, I wouldn't show up for that either if I were making if I were owed yeah. 60 million dollars or something like that. But right. Josh Allen, I mean, my goodness, this is this is a bad look for the league that Josh Allen's like, yeah, I'm gonna go I, I'm doing a a pro. Mm. I'm going golfing instead. I'm not making maybe he has a gambling problem. Maybe he can't go to Vegas. 
Hmm. I could like maybe it's like Martin just can't go, can't be there twice oh. in four weeks. Martin, so. I don't have a gambling problem. My only problem is I lose too much. <laughs> right, you need a solution. Uh, anyway, I have to right. say one more thing before yes. you go, but 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 before you move on, there you yeah. Did we get to the bottom of who did that at the Empire State Building for real? Like who did that? Who who thought here's something that'll be so, nice? Let's put green and white that, up. Apparently, people they light are saying it, up it was all the time. People were saying no. it was spaghetti. He was so fed up with the league that he was like, you know, he's like, I'm going to turn heel here. Uh, I don't know. Yes, I, I, I heard that too. That's outrageous. Uh, I would. I mean, if it, you know what, the Pittsburgh mayor tweeted out, "Hey, congratulations, Pennsylvania's in the Super Bowl." Hey, mayor, screw. Right. Right. Yeah. Jack Lambert, the- new mayor, interim mayor. We're not allowing you to do it. Mario, mayor, you're in. You're, <laughs> you're mayor not of East anymore. If you're congratulating the Eagles, celebrating Pennsylvania, that has no weight on the banks of the Three Rivers. There's not a good week for mayors uh, anywhere. I would say, yeah, right. Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. All right, let's take a quick break. Then our play of the day. All right, play of the day for Tuesday. Hey, I had a great one yesterday on Against All Odds. I had Texas Tech plus one and a half over Iowa State. Texas Tech was 0-8 in the conference and had lost to Iowa State by 34, and they were only getting a point and a half. I was like, this is a rat line. I'm going the other way. I'm taking Texas Tech. And Sheck, your uh, Bobby Knight's crew, really stepped it up. Actually, they stepped it down because they were down 23 to the Cyclones. And pulled it out in overtime. That's my win. I might not get a better win than that all year. 80-77 uh, for nice. my play of the day for Tuesday. Yeah, it was really crazy. For Tuesday, Jalen Brunson. Some say our, our friend uh, Jerry Ferrara says he's an all-star. Well, it's playing like one. 23 and a half is his over-under tonight against the Lakers. Uh, he's hit this 11 out of 14 times in January. He's gone over 23 and a half. He averages 21 shots in January, averaged 15 and 16 in the previous months. This offense runs through him, and uh, I think it's going to go over. I'm playing the percent. I don't, I don't know why this, this number is so low. I'm going over 23 and a half. Martin, what's your play of the day? I'm going with my hometown team, the New Orleans Pelicans, who have been on a – disastrous slide over the last mm-hmm. eight to 10 games or so. I think they've lost the last seven, eight in a row in the two and six against the spread in that stretch. Uh, however, Jamal Murray is questionable due to injury management. He's not going to play. They're going to rest mm-hmm. him. And uh, CJ McCollum did not play well the last time, the last time these two teams played and it came down to the final basket. This is, I got seven points here. So I'm taking the Pelicans in the seven. All right, Sheck, I think you're – oh, you have to go uh, – you have to steer clear of hockey because they're not putting any games on there for you. Yeah, that's it. Well, the, the Penguins started their uh, all-star break, uh, I think, three weeks or so ago. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what message they got. It's not looking good there. I, I'm not terribly worried yet. Either way, you know, you, when you mention Texas Tech, something – I you know how I always say, how can St. John's or DePaul – like, how can you not – if you're Chris Mullen, just go like, if you – Leave right. New York City. If you're good at basketball and leave New York City, then you are a traitor to your homeland and don't ever come back. I'm only recruiting within a 45-minute drive of, of right here in, at St. John's in Jamaica, New York. And if you right. leave, shame the devil. How are Baylor and Texas Tech now 
powerhouses now it seems like every year it's very weird texas is a is no a, they're bad texas tech is bad i just told you they're all in eight in conference yeah this is they had no business but I mean, you know i'm talking relevant yeah. i'm talking relevant year you know most year try play uh, uh you know tournament contenders oh all these teams well that'll the be panthers weird. the pit pan, right well that's a good point correct yeah. uh the pit panthers are, are tracking towards federico federico they whipped <laughs> the u who paid a visit to the banks of the three rivers over the weekend and left with an l like UNC did before them. And now the U is going back home to play bum Virginia Tech. And they're, all, they're only laying three and a half. And you talk about a rat line. This team was ranked before they played Pitt. What in the hell? The Hokies stink. I talk about rat line. It, it gives me some pause. But I'm going to, as do those ugly uniforms that the U wears. So the orange and the All right. Orange. So you're playing into the rat part of it. Minus I see three and a half. No, I'm going to take, 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 take the U. I'm going to take the U. All right. There you go. Uh, our contest winner last week, Connor Techouts. I don't know. How would you say that, Check T-E-K-A-U-T-Z. Techouts? It's going to have to be one of those two. Nine right. Good Tuckets. job by you. Tackets. All right. Uh, he gets a gold cap. Um, there you go. Maybe take that down to Town Hall and change your name. with you. Where that? I'm not sure. Keep the name. Nine right. It's going good for you. Hey, our uh, playoff fantasy competition here lemon pepper parlay i want to will blackman i want to give him a, a shout out here put this really good squad together this was you take 14 players on your roster one from each uh playoff team and lemon pepper parlay martin and will even though we know it's will we'll put it together have kelsey and aj brown and a 14 point lead over waiver wired which is spaghetti and jen which is kelsey and hertz it's pretty close. I don't know. Who would you make favorite? So essentially it's Hertz 14 points down against AJ Brown. Shaq, who would you rather be? I think I'm going to ride with the QB in that one. Mm. Um, so, uh, so I'll go with waiver wire there and it would be All a right. real black eye for the fantasy mm. show to lose to any other show. Ooh. I'm pleased to say for minus three, uh, me and Hench and Spaghetti played Trader and ran off to Jen Piacenti's side. Oh, she fantasy expert. Not, not riding with his guys at all. Fine. So be it. He, he made his bet. <laughs> at least we're not going to come in last place. I think spaghetti. that's cinch. Well, I think that's cinch, that. right? I'm pretty I, sure because we so. have Mahomes and uh, Mahomes and Hertz left. So I don't think there's a path for us to wind up in last well, place. Well, it's just the opposite. I have AJ Brown. Right. You have Mahomes. I have Mahomes. It was me, uh, Meatballs and Babyface Joel Solomon. We both have Mahomes. You have Hertz, and I have AJ Brown. It's like the opposite of what's going on with the right. top two. So it's it's going to be bad. We're going to have to dip into the cap of consequences. Spaghetti but we could also good. catch people ahead of us. Yeah, if if I'm, my math four. is terrible, but I think we could at least. I, like, the, the main goal is. Well, you're not, not getting waiver wired because they have exactly the same guys and they're ahead of you. But spaghetti, you'd rather be uh, in your situation or uh, Martin and Will. Oh, I mean, definitely in ours, just because we have the quarterback. And um, mm. I just think that if, if Hertz, you know, does this thing on the ground and scores with his feet, uh, that means that, you know, obviously AJ Brown's not getting those points and anything that Martin gets with Kelsey, we have, so that'll cancel out. So I feel pretty good about that. AJ Brown hasn't had the best postseason. Adore Jackson did a number on him, even though they didn't have to really throw the ball. But yep. I'm I'm just hoping for not a second place finish again. Um, you know, we, That's right. we, we lost last we, we last mm-hmm. last year we lost to um to Toby and Brett, uh team covering right. glory. So back to back second place guys. finishes would be pretty pretty brutal for me and Jen. I think, I think though if you finish in second, you have to get a, a number yeah. one green Eagles jersey. That would be think cool you're at the bottom of the, I think you're at the bottom of the standings. I think if uh, Eddie to you point <laughs> if uh, you're AJ Brown. They haven't been throwing a dang old ball. 
Like if that uh the the pass to Devontae Smith is the longest pass they've thrown. No, it's not. It's the first pass of the game uh against the Giants, but they've thrown the ball deep or over 30 yards twice. I think this, this is close, Martin. First like, of all, I want to hear from Will. He's the one who drafted this team, and I'm sure he's te- he's like <laughs> frantically texting you about what are we gonna do? Well, there's nothing you can do. Oh the yeah, I'm, set. as soon as I'm waiting for him to respond to that Super Bowl guest list as well, you know, I, I'll get all those at the same time. I would but. say Hertz is. I think this is dead on. I think Hertz would probably be expected to score 23 fantasy points, and Brown would be expected to score about nine, eight, or not. Right? Is it this? I do think it'll come down to the wire, but they Philly yeah. offensively. I mean, they only had 270 yards of offense yesterday. Joe Burrow had 270 yards passing yesterday. So like that. Sunday. They, they They're, played yesterday? I, oh, my God. God, dog. And I do I this keep, every – somebody call I me out this listening. on Twitter, too. I get the day wrong all the time. But uh, uh, Let's bet 20 bucks on it then, Sal. Because <laughs> it, it's the same thing. I'll bet oh, on Spaghetti's team and you bet on the other team. Because I, I got team. On, on Martin's team. Martin's team? On uh, Martin's I got team because team. we have both Will have Blackman's the same team. thing. We have the same okay. incentive to root for. I'm oh, rooting yeah, for Hurts. You're rooting for A.J. Brown. All right, 20 bucks. But listen, as I pointed let's try to pay each other here. Uh, we, we do this for fun. <laughs> Hench has a big mouth about, oh, my God, we I instituted this thing where if, you, if you're the only one betting on a team, then you get $10. Like, all right, show the $10, right? Spaghetti, I spoke on your behalf and Martin, and, uh, and I'm sure he didn't pay either one of you, right? Hench did. Hench he did. did. He texted me wow. separately. He pe- he asked me for my Venmo and he paid right. me. Uh, so I, I appreciate it. I want that, a $2 yeah. commission. I would like a $2. You commission. witnessed me well, pay Eddie Spaghetti $5. That's right. You were almost there, but no one paid halfway Martin. home. Yeah. yeah. Martin, by the way, we had, uh, I told no you, we had Bob me. Parker on. Uh, I, I tried to, I put in a Bengals bet for him. I said, How do you want to get paid? And uh, he said, oh, Just Venmo me. I said, Well, Martin says that uh, black people don't use Venmo, and he uh, he lost his mind. He said that's crazy, and uh, <laughs> you're an insane person. <laughs> well, I I mean, look, try to get a Venmo out of somebody not by not named Rob, but because Rob Parker would never not have a way to take money from somebody. Like I to see. take okay. like if you're gonna if you're gonna give him some money for something, look, he'll have all yeah. avenues available. All right, Rob was your former host on Lemon Pepper Parlay, co-host. Now it's with Will Blackman. Listen to those guys this week, uh, Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti on Waiver Wired. We have Megan Fun of Sports. We have Covered in Glory. We have Against All Odds. We'll be going over some props. Sheck, minus three. You and Hench coming up. You had a good one yesterday. And uh, you and Hench and Eddie on Thursday. That's right. Matt Verderam from Fansided and his own great podcast uh, was a really good guest for us. I think we found a nice, uh, a nice up-and-coming star to kibitz with periodically. But, yes, then Hench later in the week. There you go. And we'll be going to uh, thanks to Omaha. Thanks to Caesars is a handful of us. We'll be going me and spaghetti and Sheck and Martin and Mikey meatballs and some others. Jen Piacente are going to be going to the event right there in Glendale. We'll be on radio row all week. I would say come by and say hi, but I don't think you can. You need like a, Credential. They do like a, you can. A, a, they a usually have it blocked off. You can shout to to your favorites there. Oh yeah, so, shout uh, to us. Yeah, yeah, shout out to us right in the middle of uh, an interview. If you see us talking to, you know, I, I you know, I don't know if it's if we're yes. uh, Joe Burrow. Shout and interrupt us until we pay right. attention. And because I, cause I got to get to the, I have to go there because we have to figure out if this Super Bowl is a must win game. Yes, you should ask that at media night. And uh, that's going to be great. Always fun to look forward to. And yeah, shout out our names and we will turn around. And I specifically remind you that even though you may feel like an underdog, you're all my favorites. 